Sicha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and Ajumah Mubarak if I've just tuned in indeed it's a beautiful Friday the 8th of July corresponding with the 3rd of Shawwal 1437 and um, today's nasiha will be rendered by Sheikh Ishaq Talib who is currently the Secretary General of the Muslim Judicial Council just a short um, overview or just a history of Sheikh Sheikh was born to um, Haj Muhammad Nasr and Haj Aisha and studied um, and graduated from Icosa studied in Egypt as well as Saudi Arabia and Sheikh has been a member of the Muslim Judicial Council for the past 20 years as well and currently um, assisting at Mashal Bahrain in Haut Bay. Sheikh, um, assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome happy to be in your company this morning. Alhamdulillah. Wa alaikum sister Aisha and respected listeners of uh, Radio Voice of the Cape. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, you know, earlier you asked me about the month of Ramadan and how was my Eid, subhanAllah and uh, you know, this no, I think nobody will give you a, a different answer is to say that um, the month has you know come and gone so fast subhanallah and indeed the Eid was joyous because that is what Eid is always meant to be subhanallah but when we speak about what happens beyond the month of Ramadan how do we as Muslims you know um, hold on to that that we have done during the month of Ramadan and I think that is the essence of our nasiha of this morning inshallah Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The nasiha this morning, as Sister Aisha uh, indicated, is around uh, what our condition is going to be like with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the month of Ramadan. Uh, And I think it's a very apt uh, topic that was uh, chosen uh, that I've been asked to speak about, uh, especially during uh, today's uh, uh, um, uh, pre-Jumu'ah discussions uh, and this uh, cold Cold day, alhamdulillah, winter day, but hopefully we'll be able to warm the hearts and the souls Ameen. this morning. Ameen. Insha'Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, so jazakumullah khairan once again for, for the opportunity, uh, uh, insha'Allah, and we uh, hope that we can maximize the benefit uh, of the time that is allocated to us, insha'Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalam ala rasulillah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa man wala. Uh, as you can hear, the voice is not quite there uh, as yet. Um, I told uh, Sheikh Riyad, uh, uh, please ask somebody else. <laughs> said, no, you've been off uh, for, for a while, uh, off the airwaves, and we need you to come on. So I said, inshallah, if the voice is okay, uh, we'll be here. So alhamdulillah, and we also ask our community out there to make dua for us, inshallah, Amen. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, as we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah, so you jump uh, right into the into the topic and discussion, but feel free, inshallah, to I mean, interact indeed. with me as well. Um, you know, just on the note which I mentioned about the voice not being at it yet, and we all know that, subhanAllah, we as a community, we benefit greatly from, you know, the knowledge that you've acquired, and we're looking at the places where you've studied, subhanAllah, and coming and imparting that knowledge with a broader community, and I think there's not a masjid um, where, you know, the imam, the, the, the shiuch did not um, exert themselves to give the best to the community, subhanAllah, during the month of Ramadan whether it was, you know, for tarawih and the, the night prayers that they've done, sacrificing their time, subhanAllah, not just for the sake of themselves, you know, to be, um, uh, uh, to, to, to gain their own um, reward from Allah, subhanAllah, but being there in leading, you know, the community to also gain that reward from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, definitely, Sister Aisha, uh, and, and Jazakumullah uh, for that. Uh, and we ask Allah Ta'ala to uh, grant us humility. Amen. Uh, as well as uh, sincerity, uh, inshallah. Amen. We are but servants of Allah Ta'ala and, and, and His deen. 
and we ask Allah Ta'ala to make us worthy uh, servants of His, inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I always tell uh, people, just on a, on a kind of anecdotal uh, note, um, I always tell people that the surname is uh, Talib in Cape Town, Talib in Arabic. <laughs> always a student. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I said, Alhamdulillah, this is my famous uh, saying over the years, Ulitu uh, Taliban. Uh, I was born a student, Wa'ishu Taliban. I live my life as a student of, 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 of the divine uh, deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa insha'Allah sa'amutu taliban. Ameen, ameen. Insha'Allah, insha'Allah. it's my time to leave this world. Insha'Allah, hopefully I'll die as a student as well. Insha'Allah ameen. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, uh, so yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, we've heard this ayah uh, oftly quoted by many uh, an alim uh, during the month of Ramadan, whether it was locally in the Western Cape or in the country or internationally. A very well-known ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 183, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَعْدَ أُذْبِ اللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ يَا أَيُّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O people of Iman, fasting was prescribed on you, like it was prescribed on those people before you. Even was a kindness, mashallah. The, the, the punch, the beauty, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is called Al-Hikmah Al-Ilahiyah. The divine wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that the fundamentals of our deen, Allah ta'ala did not leave that unanswered. So Allah ta'ala had set out for us a purpose with which to live our lives with. That purpose is what Allah ta'ala says. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that you develop Allah consciousness. Link that up with the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have not created jinn and man إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Except that they worship Allah. Allah says, إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونِ Except that they worship me. مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقُ Allah says, I do not require any sustenance from them. وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَيْ يُطْعِمُونَ And I do not require of them to feed me. إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ It is He, Allah. He is the sustainer. He is not in need to be sustained. Subhanallah. ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون. I don't require them to feed me because I am the one that feeds. إن الله هو الرزاق. Indeed, it is He, Allah. Yes, He. He is the sustainer, the Quwwatil Matin, the one with extraordinary powers and abilities. What Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants us. To strive towards achieving <coughs> in the month of Ramadan and also beyond the month of Ramadan is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be conscious of Him, to be fearful of Him, fearful in a positive way, not fearful in a negative way. I always tell parents also part of the art of rearing children to instill within them taqwa in Allah Ta'ala is not to make taqwif 
it is not to instill within them fear yeah. from a negative perspective. We shouldn't create in the minds of our children an image of Allah Ta'ala or a, an understanding yes. of Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala is this being that just wants to punish. And here I want our senior people in age to please uh, forgive me and make me ma for what I'm going to say right now. Uh, Sister Aisha, you will identify with me <coughs> that as children, our generation, mine and yours and whoever a little bit older, we were reared by our parents and part of the disciplinary strategy was to make the of us, to put us uh, in a bit of fear. Uh, we would always be, uh, when we do something wrong, our parents would tell us, Allah is taraf. Isn't it so? <laughs> yes, indeed. And the more serious the crime, the more serious the uh, exclamation of that particular statement, yes. Allah is taraf. So, so what that actually does, and I've, I've, I've written some, I'm sorry, uh, read some years uh, ago, I, I've written an interesting uh, um, um, kitab, book where Tarbiya uh, al-Islamiya Sahiha, the proper and correct Islamic Tarbiya upbringing uh, of an empowerment of our children. In there, the Ali makes mention, and he says that we need to instill within our children a positive understanding of who Allah Ta'ala is. That yes, Allah Ta'ala says, Nabi'ibadi, inform my i like to use the word in english for abd or ibad the word devotee and not as slaves uh, know, even though we are slaves. proud to say we are slaves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but in this uh, master and slave relationship is a beautiful relationship okay. in that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us free choice coming back to the ayah quickly because i'm thinking about another one right now <laughs> as i'm talking to you so Allah Ta'ala says, Nabi ibadi inform my devotees anni that I an al rahim Yes, I look at the double emphasis. Yes. That really I am. Yes, I am Anna al ghafur al-Rahim. I am the pardoner. I like to pardon. Hmm? Subhanallah. Anna al ghafur al-Rahim. And I am the Extremely merciful. And then afterwards, Allah Ta'ala says, as part of that reality, And my punishment, or my chastisement, when it finally comes and happens, then know when it comes, it comes full blast. Full blast. Then it's severe. But Allah Ta'ala also wants to temper that particular statement with another one. What is that statement? Well, firstly, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ That my, my mercy encompasses everything. In Hadil Qudasi, وَرَحْمَتِي سَبَقَتْ غَضَبِي That my mercy precedes my anger. Is there an ayah in the Quran where Allah says, as much as He says, الرحمن الرحيم Every ayah with the exception of surah, At-Tawbah starts with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the Quran, isn't it? In the name of what the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
the most compassionate, the most mm-hmm. merciful, or the generally merciful and the very specific uh, uh, merciful. Just general mercy for all of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Then subhanallah, as the creation of Allah and as the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu there is a special type of mercy that Allah Ta'ala reserves for us generally throughout the year. And that is heightened and increased even more manifold in the month of Ramadan that we have just come out of. SubhanAllah. Um, Sheikh, on that note, we are going to go for an ad break. Our listeners, do stay tuned. We have the eminent Sheikh Ishaq Talib in studio with us this morning. Stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome. Yes, we know indeed that this is our Nasiha program, but unfortunately, we need to pay the bills as well. So, you know, at, at certain times, we do need to take a break as well. And I think this so actually comes in when Sheikh needs to take a sip of his water as well. So, Sheikh Ihsan Tali, um, Ishaq Tali, currently in Syria, the Secretary General of the MJC, that is the position Sheikh are holding currently, and also speaking about what comes after the month of Ramadan. And Sheikh, you know, mentioned a few of the ayat of the Quran um, where it speaks about Ramadan as well as um, now speaking about our behavior as well and, and not you know teaching our children um, you know um, that the, 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 of the punishment only of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the beauty of the deen subhanallah yes sister Aisha I think uh, you know as, as, as a father uh, myself alhamdulillah uh, I always looked at uh, how to fast track my, my experience uh, in terms of rearing children uh, by that I mean that obviously we go to the uh, uh, our parents and, and 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 the senior people in our in our communities and and you gauge from them also and get nasiha from them as to how they rear and then you also reference in their uh, practical experience you reference that with uh, the Quran as well as the Sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu as to uh, how we should be rearing uh, our children I'm not saying that I'm doing a a very good job. Uh, hopefully, I'm doing a decent job. Amen, uh, inshallah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, but what I, uh, as, as a father, uh, try to do with my children very consciously is to instill within them taqwa in Allah, subhanahu iman and taqwa in Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that uh, what they do or their ibadat, that it becomes uh, pleasurable. That we, that we do it. Uh, out of out of conviction, number one, and we do it seeking Allah subhanahu wa taala's uh, pleasure. So it moves from being a duty uh, to beauty, something dutiful to something beautiful. Uh, inshallah, subhanahu wa taala. Again, I'm saying I uh, don't profess to be the perfect father because I'm not. Uh, I'm trying. So is my beloved wife. We are, tr- and all of us. We were trying our best, uh, hopefully, inshallah. But I think in terms of, of that concept, uh, and, and here I want to say that uh, as, as children growing up, mashallah, our parents did a, hopefully a very good job, if, if, uh, if, we, can, if we can say that, without uh, sounding arrogant. I'm referring Hello. to all of us Indeed. who are parents today, uh, that uh, our parents did a good job. I think we are, we are decent, uh, Allah-loving um, creatures, Muslims. But I think uh, I- I- in terms of understanding, because <laughs> if, if I look at my own life, and, and I'm sure you'd be able to identify as well, that the formative part of our lives 
as children and as youth growing up, we did the ibadat, we fasted, we, we made our salah, we continued to do so. But I'm saying at that stage, what happened was that we did it because we, we had to. And if we ventured to, to ask a question, because we also come out of a, 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 a culture, I'm saying our generations, come out of that particular culture where we weren't really allowed to ask the many question. questions, <laughs> where the dean was concerned. It's like this is it. Uh, it was prescript, prescriptive largely. This is it. Do it. You might say, if you ask, but why, daddy? Or why, mommy? Do it. Allah says so. And that was enough for us. Yes. Well, it, it should be uh, enough for us, we thought, at, uh, at the time. Yes. Um, because if we venture to ask a second set of questions, we would be told, uh, remember, Allah So I'm saying that even myself, my own personal journey, could have been one where I could have been much more connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a much more profound way that my ibadah of Allah ta'ala then already could have been very profound if I understood better why I did what I had to do. So this is what I'm saying yes. in terms of how we're rearing our children. We have an opportunity here uh, to rear our children uh, somewhat better in that sense, in that we move from duty to beauty. We do it because we we want to. We know we have to, but we do it because we want to. So as 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 adults, yes, in the month of Ramadan, we hopefully, I'm saying hopefully, all of us, we got up in the morning because we wanted to. And I, I, I tell people that Ramadan came to teach us not only lessons for Ramadan. In reality, Every single year, Allah Ta'ala sends Ramadan as a mercy to Muslims and non-Muslims. But more specifically to us, Allah Ta'ala sends it so that we can learn the very necessary life lessons to be implemented outside of the month of Ramadan. We come out of a beautiful culture, MashaAllah, where, for example, here in the Western Cape, our hujaj over all of the years, when they came back or when they come back from Hajj, they'd always say, now, and even the shiuch, the uh, ulama who taught our community beautifully the Hajj, they'd always in the classes tell the community, when you come back from Hajj, that is when your Hajj actually starts, because now you have to love that Hajj. So we connect that with the month of Ramadan. We've experienced it. We were fortunate enough to experience the entire month of Ramadan. I want to emphasize, we are so fortunate that Allah Ta'ala allowed us to experience the entire month of Ramadan, including the cherry on the cake in, in the form of Eid al-Fitr. Fortunate, subhanAllah al-Azim. So now we have to take those life lessons that we ought to have learned in the month of Ramadan. Now we're supposed to carry it through for the other 11 months leading up to uh, the next Ramadan. Again, if we are privileged enough to experience the next one, uh, inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, I was reading an, uh, a very, very nice uh, and informative and thought-provoking um, article um, this morning that speaks about uh, the same kind of topic, but the author um, 
titled it such how do you keep the spark of ramadan glowing outside the month of ramadan because we know that ramadan was the perfect opportunity to fill up our bag if you can call it that with the necessary tools skills to develop the necessary abilities and capacity capacity building eh? indeed yeah <laughs> so in ramadan we had to build that capacity we had to charge our our can i call it a dynamo that iman and taqwa that dynamo is supposed to give light uh outside of the month of ramadan because what also happens many times is that uh, we maybe made uh, some people make new year's resolutions some do it at the first uh, of january others do it uh, the first of muharram but i think the month of ramadan presents us with a beautiful opportunity to also have made uh, certain resolutions not only for the month of ramadan but that inshallah we're going to work at those resolutions to implement that to realize it to actualize it uh, in the other 11 months uh, inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala the nabi muhammad sallallahu you know when it, when it comes to to, to taqwa and again i'm emphasizing we are human beings we have not reached the ideal in terms of taqwa at the end of the month of ramadan we've not reached it we have to be realistic we have to be honest we have not reached it and the expectation was not even from allah ta'ala's side from the deen side the expectation was not that after the month of ramadan now we're going to be perfect human beings because we will never be we'll never be perfect human beings what we needed again was to get the provisions to help us in the 11 other months leading up to the next ramadan but hopefully every single day day after day uh, week after week month after month year after year we draw closer to allah ta'ala it's a lifelong i'm emphasizing it's a lifelong journey it's a lifelong quest and mission subhanallah i'm sure on that note we need to go for ads listeners to stay tuned friday nasikha on the voice of the cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nira Friday Nasiha with Sheikh Ishaq Talib, who is the Secretary General of the Muslim Judicial Council, and we're speaking about the, um, you know, what comes after Ramadan. And um, Sheikh mentioned earlier on that it is an ongoing process. We can never say that, you know, I've empowered myself to such a level where now I just continue, or now I have attained something, I'm happy with myself. There's always something to work at. You know, um, it's strange enough that we're speaking about this, um, uh, you know, the days of Shawwal that one we just to fast and my husband said to me so um who feels skilled tj so i said to him i mean says i'll take any skill build yes, <laughs> yes, that's the truth that's the truth uh subhanallah that's yeah allah you're really making me think now because i'll is called by allah we will remain in this cult <laughs> we will remain indebted to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh i always you know uh when I speak to the to the actual community, uh, Muslim community of Hudbay, um, there's as as we know, Hudbay is one of those areas where there's a lot of poverty. Yes, other areas as well, but because my focus obviously is with the community there, I always tell the people that 
we have much to be thankful for. Subhanallah. We have much to be thankful for. If we're going to look at the material things that we have or don't have, then we're always going to feel that we have been shortchanged by Allah Ta'ala because the nature uh, of, of a person is such uh, that nafs, if it is not educated and if it's not subjugated to the worship and obedience of Allah, and nafsu tashtahi, the nafs will always long, would always want, always desire, and whatever Allah Ta'ala. So the Nabi says, if Allah Ta'ala had to give a person uh, a wadi, a value of gold, then the person would uh, desire that Allah Ta'ala gives him wadiyan, two values of gold. And so it will carry on. And the person will never be satisfied until his, as the hadith says, I'm paraphrasing, until his or her mouth is filled with turab, dust or ground. That is, until you die. Until you die, you're never going to be satisfied. satisfied. Until and unless you've really chosen Allah over everything else. Allah Ta'ala makes such a profound statement. Allah, I'm sitting here, there's, apart from what I've prepared and so on, there's so many other ayat and ahadith that's running through my mind uh, right now. But Allah Ta'ala says something very profound, and this is uh, one of those, uh, uh, I call it uh, almost like a, a reality check for myself personally. Allah Ta'ala says, Al-Haqqu min Rabbikum. Truth is from your Lord. فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرُ Whoever wants to believe in Allah and bring Iman in Allah or have Iman in Allah, فَلْيُؤْمِنْ Then believe in Allah. وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرُ Whosoever wants to disbelieve and make kufr with Allah, make your kufr. What is Allah Ta'ala telling us? In a I always speak about the Qur'an psychology. For those of us who don't know, the Qur'an also has a psychology. And we talk about using reverse psychology. Allah Ta'ala is using a lot of times reverse psychology in the Qur'an. What is Allah Ta'ala telling us? Very subtly or indirectly. When He says, Al-Haqqum Rabbikum, Truth is from your Lord. Isn't one of the sifat, one of the qualities of Allah Ta'ala, also Al-Haq. Yes. When we give uh, our sons names, Abdullah, Abdul Rahman, and so on, isn't one of the options also to give their name Abdul Haq, the servant of the truth? Some people talk about varying truths. But for us in our deen, there's only one truth. And it is Mubayyan. It is explained and it's wadih. It's clear. Allah is the ultimate truth. And and if we can call it every other, let's say, shade of that truth needs to lead us to the ultimate truth, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you, obviously, if you understand yes. what, I'm, what, what I'm referring to. So the sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu yes. our sharia, the views of our ulama in the, in the sharia, etc., etc., all of this, what forms our deen comprehensively, all those things need to lead us to the one, the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is telling us very nicely. 
I am the truth. Shi'tum am abaytum. Whether you want to acknowledge or whether you want to reject. If the entire creation were to reject Allah, would that make Allah Ta'ala less than Akbar? Not at all. If the entire creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were to acknowledge Allah and sing His praises, Jalla wa ala, would that make Allah ta'ala greater than Akbar? Not at all. Because Allah ta'ala is the greatest. La nafsik. Oh Allah, we cannot thank you adequately like you can thank and praise yourself. Even whatever expressions of praise we can use, Alhamdulillah, wa shukrulillah, etc., etc., all of that does not adequately cover what Allah Ta'ala deserves from us in terms of thanks and praise. So what happened or needed to happen in Ramadan is a complete overall and change in mindset. We needed to understand and realize our place with Allah our relationship with Allah Ta'ala, that we are not doing Allah Ta'ala any favors. Rather, we are the ones that are favored by Allah. Because Allah Ta'ala is what? Al-Mun'i. The one that gives ni'mas, the one that gives bounties and favors and blessings. In the ayah that I quoted a little bit earlier on, Subhanallah Al-Azim, where Allah said, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقُ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَيُطْعِمُونَ I don't require sustenance from them. I don't require them to feed me. What Allah Ta'ala, again, there's also reverse psychology. What Allah Ta'ala is telling us that, But realize, You realize that you require me, that you need me for everything. Subhanallah. We require Allah Ta'ala for everything. I mean, it's kind of facial expressions, marky, you can't breathe. Sorry, this might sound a little bit derogatory. We can't even pass wind. We burp or everything else without the permission of Allah. Without our body parts through the permission of Allah doing what Allah Ta'ala had set out for it, had designed it to do. Is it? <laughs> Indeed, um, you know, this this brings back, <laughs> and I must admit that, you know, just this morning we had this talk after Fajr Salah, where my husband said, you know, we, we, it doesn't matter who we are, we are not in control of our bodies. Not at all. Not at all. Therefore, Allah Ta'ala says, هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا Doesn't it dawn on this man? A certain stage and portion and moment in time. When that person wasn't even something that was mentioned, something that was known to others. And we have to ponder. If Allah Ta'ala calls on us about this Qur'an, we've recited it, we've listened to it and so on. But Allah Ta'ala wants us to ponder over the meanings of the Qur'an. And these are some of those meanings that we're trying to bring out to the listeners this morning. Subhanallah. Afala yatadabbaroon al-Qur'an. 
Allah is asking, Afala yatadabbaroon al-Qur'an. Don't they make tadabbur and tafakku? Oh, sa'umi 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 tafakku. Don't they make tafakkur and tadabbur on the Qur'an? Subhanallah, afala yatadabbaroon al-Qur'an. Am ala qulubin aqfaluha. Or are the locks on their hearts? So what is the purpose of the tafakkur then? To go through the Qur'an, study it, unearth its message. For what purpose? So that our hearts can truly connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that our hearts can recognize and acknowledge the greatness of Allah. So that our hearts can uh, acknowledge our total dependence on Allah. So that we can put ourselves in our place. That we can put ourselves in our place. That Ya Allah. All that salah, and especially in Ramadan, all that salah, especially the extra nafil that we made and taraweeh and all of that, ya tahajjud, salatul layl, salatul tasbih, etc., etc. With every rak'ah, so many utterances. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And even when the month of Ramadan was finished, and Eid started, Eid al-Fitr, what was the utterance that we needed to make? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, for those who of us who listen to the khutbas on the radio or on ITV or wherever, and uh, uh, those of us, uh, the males obviously, uh, who are in the masjid, and again, uh, we are fortunate here, mashallah, that our females can also attend at most masajid. The encouragement is for more imams for us to have the Eid outside. As the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam encouraged, so that the females who are in Hayd and Nifas can also attend. But yet we are much more fortunate here locally than other parts of the country, without going into great detail. But the realization Allah Taala wants us to come to is exactly that. Not only for Ramadan and the day of Eid, every single day, Allahu Akbar. Allah is the greatest, greater than everybody else, greater than everything else. That when when does, when is something or or, or, or someone or a, uh, or a being when is that being or that thing when no when is that thing considered to be an ilah a god I'm not referring to Allah as a thing I'm saying other besides Allah Taala when are those let's say creation because people obviously objectify yes. uh, 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 other creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they ascribe uh, uh, divinity or godhood or, uh, or uluhiyah to, uh, to these things. In simple terms, anything that enjoys your total focus at the expense of Allah, that thing became your ilah. That thing became your ilah in a metaphorical sense. Because you're giving that thing total focus at the expense of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because everything that you are busy with, and everything that you're supposed to do, and everything that you're supposed to abstain from, all those things are supposed to remind you about Allah. So what I'm saying, that Allah must be in every facet of your life. If you're at work, you do your work diligently because that is what your Creator and your Nabi <coughs> commands of us. When you do your work with diligence, when you um, 
even if you have your own business and 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 you uh, you you conduct your business dealings in a halal fashion and you pay your workers what is due to them before their sweat dries and you don't make zulm on 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 them etc etc all those are acts in which we acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i'm um, sure on that note we need to go for it so listeners stay tuned to 91.3 fm Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you have just tuned in on this Mubarak Friday, subhanAllah, and this is our first Friday of this beautiful month of Shawwal, and in Syria we have Sheikh Ishaq Talib, the Secretary General of the MGC, just to give us, you know, the Nasikha on what comes after the month of Ramadan, and I think we've gained so much knowledge alhamdulillah you know and shaykh has shared so much with us this morning and to our listeners there's even more to come subhanallah inshallah bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam rasulullah salam wa ba'd so yes sister aisha and dear listeners of uh, radio voice of the cape as as we said before the break allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to to come to that realization you know sometimes people people say yeah, you know you loaded us with information or the ulama they load us with information it's like we overquote like it's an overkill yes <laughs> in jumuahs and so on i i've heard that uh, you know, over the years um, uh, quite uh, quite a bit so 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 i've learned uh, from that and so i try and 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 minimize the amount of quotes but rather try and give give more depth with regards to the quotes that we that we do share from the Quran or the Sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu or our Deen broadly. So if people want to know, yeah, so so Sheikh, what is what what is the single most uh, important thing that I needed to realize in the month of Ramadan? What 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 is that uh, uh, that takeaway thing that I the takeaway is uh, the the punchline? The, yeah, yeah. What what are those? Uh, what's that thing? That single most important thing or concept, whatever that I needed to. To take out of this month of Ramadan, all my reading of Quran and all my istighfar and all my tawbah and all my dhikr and all my dua and all my fasting and all my sadaqah and whatever, yes. all, all of those, what's the single most important thing I needed to realize? That Allah is Akbar. The greatest. He Allah. is the greatest. I am totally in need of Him for every single thing in my existence as a human being I am totally in need of him he is totally for young people so not in need of me (laughs) (laughs) he's totally so not in need of me if I decide to worship him or not worship him it's not going to make him the loser I'm going to be the loser I'm going to be the loser to our sisters. I'm starting there. Special message to you. You donned your hijab with pride in the month of Ramadan. Why did you do that? Wasn't it to please Allah? Wasn't it to please Allah? Wasn't it your sins of haya? Of bashfulness that is linked with iman and taqwa. You can't have haya and not be uh, linked with uh, have a link with iman and taqwa in Allah Taala. It all goes together. So you don't hijab in Ramadan. It uh, took you a bit of 
miskien een beetje lossere kleren aangetrek, of miskien uh, baie aangetrek, whatever it is. Today is not a day to speak about hijab in detail. Maybe at another occasion, inshallah. But I just wanted to make a reference to it. You did it. Cape Town was transformed in the month of Ramadan, like it is transformed every single year. Wallah, for those of us who were privileged enough to travel to different parts of the world and spend Ramadan elsewhere in the world as well. Wallahi, it is the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful sights to see. Cape Town in Ramadan. Do you agree with me, Sister Aisha? Sheikh, you've traveled the world outside of the month of Ramadan, I haven't, but uh, yes, indeed, you know, locally we experience the transformation, alhamdulillah. You see, Allahu Akbar, you see how people move towards the masajid. You see the females, uh, old and young, how they move all beautifully clad, and moista abayas, mashallah, and moista dukkha, and everything and so on, moving towards the masjid for salat al-tarawih. Talking on the, those who were walking, talking along the way, smiling, being happy, uh, talking about the day's fasting, maybe how, how serious it was, how challenging it was, etc., uh, etc. Et the scene or the scenery, subhanAllah, was extremely beautiful. And whenever I see this, it brings tears to my eyes. For up to now, it was a secret dua that I made. But I want to share it with our listeners to serve as encouragement. Amen. Inshallah. My secret dua I've been making all of these years was, Ya Allah, make it such that Cape Town is like this throughout the year. Amen. Amen. Inshallah. Inshallah. Amen. Make it such that our females are proud to don hijab outside of the month of Ramadan, like they are proud to don hijab now in the month of Ramadan. I also want to strike a word of caution and say that we must be careful that we do not become servants or devotees of the month of Ramadan. Rather, in the month of Ramadan and beyond, we need to become true servants and devotees of Allah. Again, I'm saying and stressing, it's life lessons we needed to learn. The transformation did not only have to happen for the month of Ramadan. It's supposed to be a transformatory process that we undertook in Ramadan and hopefully before that also. But definitely one that we need to continue after the month of Ramadan. Again, I don't know what resolutions you made, Sister Aisha, or anybody else for that matter. I, I can only think about and I only know the resolutions that I made for myself as a person. Hopefully also we've discovered our weaknesses. Indeed, in the month of Ramadan. Allah strengthen us inshallah. And, uh, uh, and it's not a bad thing. If somebody realized that he or she was weak in this area and that area and that area and that area of their lives, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It had to happen. That's Allah's mercy on me and you to realize our folly, our mistake, or mistakes. I get by, I get by. 
En het lijkt me meer dat mensen draaien, ook aan meer realize jij. Hoe bij je mistakes jij het. Je denkt dat je fix nou één mistake of twee of vijf mistakes, en zien ze mij, ik heb nog vijftig mistakes, wat ik moet opwerken. En again, that's a beautiful thing. Our, our people, our community should not uh, suffer from despair. Say yes, say yes, yes. I so much wanted to do this. It's like I wanted, almost like I wanted to be angelic. Yes. The truth of the matter is, yes, we must have the in, the desire to want to be angelic. You know why? Because that's going to be uh, the thing, your impetus. It's going to be uh, that uh, motivator for you to carry on and strive to be better than what you were yesterday or even moments ago. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, on that note, our listeners, we need to interject here and uh, go for ads, so do stay tuned, inshallah. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome. And I think, you know, one Friday, um, Nasiha cannot do justice to um, speaking about what comes after the month of Ramadan because, you know, this is a topic that is ongoing always, subhanAllah. And yes, having Shaykh um, Ishaq Talib just to speak about, you know, um, what we've done throughout the month of Ramadan and, 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 and what we should be doing, subhanAllah. And just that one word saying, Allahu Akbar, know that Allah is the greatest, subhanAllah. I think that in itself says, the most, I'm um, sure. Yeah, for sure, Sister Aisha, you know, <laughs> subhanAllah. Um, when you said that now, it invoked uh, so many emotions uh, within me. And again, there's so much, like you said, so much that we want to say, not because we're clever. The deen is so vast and expensive. And the, the more we swim in that ocean, uh, the greater the understanding we develop of the kibriya or the greatness or the akbariya if you can call it that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why we must be students of deen because the more we study uh, the, the more we swim in the uh, in this ocean of knowledge the more profound our realization and understanding of the very shahada even that we recite um, I always uh, say to people that uh, as adults, our understanding of the Shahada cannot be on the same level as the understanding of our children. children. By that I mean, so, so, so do, do, do I mean that Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashadu Anna Muhammadan Abdul Rasulu is different from uh, I be witness that there is no ilah, no God worthy of worship besides Allah and that the Prophet is the final messenger of Allah. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond that the understanding deepens. There is a deeper, a much deeper, much more profound, much more uh, expansive, pervasive uh, understanding of the Shahada. And Allah Ta'ala seeks to teach us that every single day of our lives through different things, different uh, interactions with people, different occurrences, we must just be uh, aware enough to see when Allah Ta'ala is busy teaching us. Subhanallah. Shaykh, in that way, I only have two minutes left, inshallah. Allah that is our fast time is strict Allah with us. Subhanallah. Um, so in, uh, in the two minutes, there's an announcement that I needed to make, but we also then conclude the topic, inshallah, uh, inshallah Ta'ala, for, uh, for today. Then, and, and hopefully at another occasion, we can have a part two to this topic as well, I mean, inshallah, inshallah Ta'ala. 
We know that uh, uh, for us as Muslims, what defines our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the salah. That defines a person's relationship as well as a person's level of devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Listen to me very clearly, respected listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, and share this statement that I'm going to make right now with your family and neighbors and friends and everybody uh, who are Muslim. One cannot really be Muslim and devoted to Allah without salah. Without salah. It's impossible. Shay'un muhal, as we say, mustahil. Totally impossible. If you want to be devoted to Allah, be steadfast on your salah, number one. And that is the entry level. Being steadfast on salah is the entry level. We're not even not talking about the quality of the salah. That's another level. To sum it up, the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu says, two, uh, uh, two statements I want to make with regards to that quickly. Two hadith short, that I want, one line is that I want to share. The first one, Nabi Sallallahu says, جُعِلَتْ كُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَةِ Allah, Allah, Allah. Nabi Sallallahu says that Allah Ta'ala جُعِلَتْ كُرَّةُ عَيْنِي The contentment of my eyes was placed where? Asik may moi fro antik, ankik. Mashallah, the other man must believe she froze moi. Asik may moi fro ankik. Asik may moi kanachis ankik. Asik may moi awas ankik. Etc. Etc. جُعِلَتْ كُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَةِ My contentment of my eyes refers to also your inner contentment. Satisfaction. Allah Ta'ala had placed away. The wife, there's a dimension of that. It comes with her. The children, there's a dimension of that. But the complete package, Allahu Akbar, Allah Ta'ala placed it away. جُعِلَتْ كُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَةِ that it was placed away whenever I go into Salah. One occasion, Nabi, uh, the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu uh, Alaihi Wasallam says to Bilal, and we know Bilal was one of the two Mu'addins of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Other one was Abdullah ibn Ummi Maktoum, radiallahu anhuma, the blind one. But Bilal was the, the more well-known one to us. Nabi Sallallahu used to tell him, Adhin lana ya Bilalu, wa arihna bihi. O Bilal, make the adhan. For salah, make the adhan. But what did he need to do with the adhan? Let us listen, dear listeners. Wa Make the adhan, but make it so that we can become what? Tranquilized, if you can call it that. So we can become tranquil with that, with that adhan. Transport us. Put us in a, in a different space. In a different head space. In a different spiritual space. Hmm? Different psychological space. Put us there. I want to now uh, add something further. Taibna min tahabid dunya. Also, there's no more funny trials and tribulations, funny dunya saliva. Fatos was the only perfect place. Our relationship and connection with Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think that's my two minutes, isn't it? Subhanallah. <laughs> and then we have one minute for us. We can share that one minute with Sheikh to make an announcement as well, inshallah. Inshallah. I was asked, uh, shukran, Sister Aisha, uh, for your kindness, mashallah. <laughs> May Allah tell reward you and increase you. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. The announcement that I uh, was asked to make was uh, by our president of the MJC, Sheikh Arfan uh, Abrams, as well as the uh, uh, leadership of MJC generally. So the MJC, in partnership with Daizef, started uh, way before Ramadan with a beautiful initiative uh, to take some much uh, needed water at the time because of the drought uh, to the uh, Lourisfontein community. 
And I want to stress that the Louris Fontaine community is almost exclusively non-Muslim. <coughs> so this evening, inshallah, between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock at Surrey State Masjid, uh, we'll gather there and we encourage those community members who want to participate with us to join to join us in Shalat Darul Islam Masjid uh, this evening, uh, where uh, we will move towards Lori Fontaine. And there's three things that we're going to take with us, inshallah. Mm. The first one is we're going to take some grocery hampers to about 1,240 families there with the niyyah of inviting them to yes. the insaniyah, the humanity, but through the humanity, also make the dua that Allah Ta'ala must guide their hearts towards Islam, inshallah. So we're going to take some groceries, we're going to take some uh, some clothes also uh, for, for the needy, and then also much needed water. Because the drought is, is still uh, somewhat looming there, uh, so we uh, <coughs> we uh, encourage and accept uh, cash uh, cash donations. Inshallah, that people can bring for the uh, water that we need to purchase. Because obviously, you know, it's bottled water. So, Sister Aziza of Daizaf, uh, she can be contacted. Inshallah, uh, she could, because she's the coordinator. Can I give the number? He's placed it here. So, Sister Aziza of, uh, of Daizaf or uh, or Morana. Um, uh, Subhanallah, I forgot his name now. Uh, Mola Ridwan Idris uh, on 021 uh, So we encourage the community, inshallah, let the uh, kindness and the insaniya, the humanity that we showed in the month of Ramadan, let it continue and linger on, inshallah ta'ala, for the rest uh, of the year, as we've encouraged um, uh, in, in our address to the community. Amen, so the encouragement is there, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, we want our community to assist, Indeed. inshallah ta'ala, as much as, Indeed, uh, as they can, inshallah. I'm Sheikh Israq, we say shukran so much for being with us in studio this morning, for empowering us once again and inspiring us on this beautiful day of Shira, inshallah. And Allah grant you a safe journey and also whoever, you know, should uh, should meet you, benefit from you always, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.